This is Brian from the soon-to-be champion Skybusters, and you are listening to Josh and Gar on the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix on Spotify. Thank you, Brian. It is November 9th, 2021. It's already getting dark out on a Tuesday evening, Josh, at 5 p.m. I don't like this. I don't like it one bit. It's podcast number 87, the 17th episode of the fourth season. I'm excited for it. Um... But today's feeling a bit rocky, Josh. You sounded a little bit rocky before we even got in on any here. So let's let Walters rock us in today. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to them folks out there, pal. Hi, folks. Nailed it. Um, if you want to chat with us and you want to get our takes 24-7, 365, you can join our Discord server. You can chat with us whenever you want. If you want to leave us voicemails, whether you're a senior correspondent or a fan of the question or you got your fave five, you can do it at anchor.fm slash hoodpod or kick it old school with an email. Hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com is where you can find our email inbox. You can also see uh, stuff about our league at hiddenoaksoverdose.com. Josh? Did you know that the segment start times are down in the description below? What? I know. It's crazy. And did you also know that at Levi Oki Illustration is responsible for all the beautiful art that people have seen since our podcast started? What? I know. Crazy shit's going on. So thank you at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful stuff you do for us. How we doing today, Josh? Oh, we doing that good huh i mean did you go see eternals like i did over the weekend or because that was really good usually i usually just wait for those types of b B b-rated movies to make it to disney plus or something all right that's a little disrespectful what about did you read the uh the book titled attached by dr amir levine did you read that book because that was really good book i read in the last week uh no i did not um so like i said last week um you said attached book um, and I just, you know, I was looking for the attachment, still looking for it. Um, and so uh, you'll, seeing... you'll find it on Amazon. You have to search for it and buy it and they'll bring it to your house. Oh, um, I, I guess. Yeah. To, to, here's how I'm going to summarize how it's been going in the last 24, 36 hours. Yeah. Yesterday morning after waking up, feeding, feeding the young child, um, before, um, pictures for newborns. Straight from um, your bosom, of course. That's how you feed your child, right? Just for the fans at home so they can get a visual. They can paint a mental picture. You're breastfeeding your child, right? Yes. How else is he going to put hair on his chest? Come okay. on now. I just want to make um, sure. Sorry, interrupting phone, phone huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so woke up, did that. You know, a little sleepy, no big deal. Um, Got to get ready for the pictures myself because apparently newborn photos require parents to be in there so i'm shaving and you know i got myself a straight edge razor because i like to be you know manly um and with a beard as thick as mine you go through six or seven disposable razors on half your face so i'm using the straight edge and i get i get all my cheek done get it all lined up nice and pretty get the neck do all that jazz and then 
you know, you got to get underneath the nose just a little bit to kind of straighten that line up. Yep. It was at that point that the straight edge was not the right option, and I took a hunk out of the side of my nose, so I'm bleeding profusely. Okay. Right before the picture starts. So, you know, I'm, yep. I'm doing what I can with the paper towels. Turn to the liquid Band-Aid. I don't know if you've ever dunked your balls in hot sauce and then put <laughs> icy hot all over it, but that's exactly what it felt like, the pain level, as I put that new skin onto, um, onto that cut. So great start to the day. Okay. Going around, you know, realize I got to move everything downstairs from my office. So when I do return to work, I have space that's not upstairs in the way of feedings and babies and whatnot. And so I'm moving things downstairs and I go to move the dog kennel. For those of you who don't know, I have a toenail on my left big toe that might not be classified as a toenail by doctors anymore, just because of the amount of times that it's been stepped on in football, broken off. I actually had nothing there for a while. And so it's kind of back. But when I lifted the kennel up, it just so happened like stub it but not the toe that just stubbed the nail itself. And I looked down and it instantly looked like I dunked my foot in, in the, in the same hot sauce that you dunked your balls in because it was just blood. And so add to add to the, the turd sandwich of my day and I go and I uh, sit down and I'm like, Oh, I might actually have a chance to win in dynasty. And then the bears bared and the, the Steelers steelered and needless to say i'm wishing i stubbed all 10 of my toes that hard because maybe i would have bled out oh poor baby josh sounds like you're having a real rough go of it huh yeah how's your day gar my day day is good man like i said i mean i saw eternals on saturday i finished up the attached book on sunday i mean i've been having a time you know, I'm not dunking my balls in hot sauce, but, uh, you know, I think these people are tired of hearing you yip and yap, Josh. How about you say, or what do you say we keep her moving? Yeah. All right, Josh. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for the old Fantasy Zone. We're already a minute late over what we usually do. Who brings us the Fantasy Zone, Josh? Uh, that would be the Skybusters, third in the space race, uh, currently behind Mr. Musk and um hot wheels actually and so brought skybusters thank you for bringing us the hidden oaks original fan tasty zone gar who is your food sponsor for this week i've got a um i've got a cup full of honey nut cheerios so i don't know yeah you can hear that i got honey nut cheerios in a cup because i can eat them more easily without getting my fingers dirty to the podcast then i've got you know what josh oh that was a steamy one that's an arnie what about you, Josh? You were you were snacking pre-pod when we were doing our mic checks and whatnot. Did your snack yeah. make it this far? It did not. Not unless I want to snort the uh, remaining uh, season of my um, jalapeno ranch uh, pretzel twists, the Snyder's ones. Um, and, you know, it, it probably would just make sense if I did do all that for the pain just to go on with what my uh, week and my, mon- my Sunday and Monday of fantasy went. So might as well just snort that. And I also have... About um, six cups of uh, six cups of rum with about um, half an ounce of coke because drowning. Seems like a lot of coke, buddy. Yeah, well, I I slipped and yeah poured too much. It'll happen to the best of us. Well, Josh, uh, no no senior correspondence this week. No Brian emails this week, so we can go straight to the stuff from the Discord. Um, not I didn't really you know promote any gridiron gossip discussions this week. I threw one out. What was it yesterday? I think it was last night. Um, I just asked people. You know, week nine. So over since it's not an even season anymore. We're over halfway through, but you know, pretty much at that halfway point, I was asking people who their Super Bowl favorite and their Super Bowl sleepers are. 
And um, do you remember what the people responded? Otherwise, I got them up in front of me here. Um, I think Al's went with um, the the Bucks as his favorite for in the Super Bowl, and then a sleeper was I don't remember um, the Ravens. Okay, yeah, the Ravens, and then I I I chimed in and I said that uh, I think that um, I could honestly see it being one of those like how the hell are we going to sell this or market this because it'll be like the Rams and the Browns or the Rams and the Bills. Um, obviously, you know the Bills they'd have the whole four in a row. Are they going to be able to break that streak? But um, I don't know. I just feel like the Rams would be a hard time for the um, NFL to the to you know sell. It's not Mahomes Brady or Mahomes Rogers or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, and I will also say that Eric's um, said his the Super Bowl he was glowing for. I don't know if it was his sleeper or his favorite, but he said Rams Bills as well. And then Brian, just because I feel like Brian would feel uh, like a victim if we didn't acknowledge him, Brian said that his Super Bowl favorite is the one where the Steelers beat the Cowboys, nineteen seventy eight or so. So Brian wanted to be funny. Ha <laughs> ha. I did chuckle last night. Um, so those are the Super Bowl favorites and sleepers. What about you, Josh? Um, so do you th- you think it's going to be obscure like Rams and Browns? I guess th- those would probably be your sleepers. Who are your favorites then, just based on how the league's going so far, or the season, I should say? Well, those aren't necessarily sleepers, but I, I would say that the favorite, my favorite in the NFC is going to be uh, probably the Rams. Uh, they got that solid defense, solid offense. Um, they're they're pretty solid all around. Um, and then the the sleeper for the NFC is going to be the Packers. Everyone likes to uh, say that you know they're they're downhill because Rodgers is a anti-vax Karen. Um, but uh, he Aaron Rodgers is still, I mean, he's still the quarterback and. That defense showed out last week, um, even though it's a struggling offense. And um, all they got to do is shore up the special teams, which are just putting a whole new definition to special. <laughs> so I do have our 272s pulled up. So originally in your 272, you had Kansas City winning the Super Bowl against Minnesota. Obviously, this was at least half memes, but you had, it looks like you had the Rams losing in the NFC Championship game. So could you see still a KC um, Los Angeles uh, Super Bowl, or is that far gone based on you know how KC's done so far? Um, I mean, I could still see it just because all it really takes is Mahomes to turn things around. Um, that the defense is, you know, it's not doing solid, but it, uh, it's not as bad as everybody's saying they're not, you know, historically bad. Um, but Aaron Rodgers has made it to the, you know, NFC championship game with similar defenses. Okay. Um, for what it's worth, I, in the 272, I had Kansas City beating Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. I mean, it still looks like Tampa Bay could easily be in the Super Bowl. Right now, it's looking like the NFC Championship game is going to be Arizona and Tampa Bay. And the AFC Championship game right now, I don't know, Buffalo seems to be pretty set. Maybe Buffalo-Tennessee again? See another Buffalo-Tennessee matchup? Uh, not again, obviously, in an AFC Championship game, but just seeing them play. Um so yeah, I don't know. I think my Super Bowl favorite right now is going to have to be Buffalo, and then if I'm staying in the AFC, I think my Super Bowl sleeper is going to be the uh, the Chargers. Josh, people got to watch out for the Chargers. Maybe maybe thinking, but that's my yeah. Super Bowl and my sleeper, uh, or my favorite to my sleeper rather. That's probably enough, Josh. It looks like you again didn't do a massive poll. You, I mean, Josh, you're going to have to choose the podcast or your kid. What what, what are we doing here? I did a one on the fourth. What are you talking about? No, oh, what was the poll? I said, if Mike, if Mike White keeps winning, would you uh, keep him and go or go back to your rookie investment in Zach Wilson? And uh, you know, option A was Mike White feels right, and Zach Wilson pays the bills, son. Um, 
and everyone says Zach Wilson. I guess I don't understand why they'd go with the guy who's losing. Um, Mike White is, if he wins, I I would think, you know, keep him going. But what do I know? I mean, didn't Peyton Manning lose a whole lot his first year? Throw a bunch of picks and stuff? Yeah, some say he set the record for picks as a, a fresh or a rookie. Okay. Well, so should we? Should the fans expect another midweek poll or? Maybe. Yeah, I like to keep them on their toes, you know, keep them engaged throughout the week instead of just on Thursday, Sunday, Monday. All right. Well, fans, if you want to stay engaged, keep an eye on uh, Josh's massive poll. Thank you, Skybusters, for bringing us the fan tasty zone. We're going to go ahead and keep things moving here. We got Gar's Grinder real quick. And Josh, you know, you kind of already alluded to it before, but I just want to recognize kind of three grinders all from the Monday Night Football game last night. So, Josh, you were up, what, 15, 20 points in Dynasty um, over Jalen Swanson. Was that about it going into Monday night? Yep. And so Frymuth comes down. I don't remember his exact stat line, but I think I know he had at least one touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. But Frymuth got got in there nice and close. Then Darnell Mooney gets that whatever that little shake and bake touchdown in there. And then the Bears defense they come through. They come through with a nice little touchdown. There were some sacks in there as well. And so ultimately, you were projected to win by five to ten. And then uh, thanks to Frymuth Mooney uh, Mooney and the Bears D, you. Uh, you are now two and seven in the dynasty league as the reigning champ, and I think you quit the league. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Not only did I quit the league, but I disbanded the league, so there's no proof that it ever existed. <laughs> well, those are guards grinded this week: Fryermuth, Mooney, and the Bears D. Josh, what about the podcast play along? How'd you do it? How'd you do in that last week? Did you do any better? No. Um, I didn't, I didn't do bad, but I didn't do good. I think I was like middle of the pack, like 10, 11, somewhere in there. Um, it looks like we have go sports on top with 130.76 followed by Cody, um, at 120.54 and then, and then the Turtabus at 115.88. Josh, we have had a woman win three weeks in a row. Is it, are we, are we done as men? Are men canceled? Are men no longer needed? Oh yeah. No, Absolutely. It's it's the it's the day of the Karen. Mm-hmm. I also posted uh, so shout out to Brianna for winning that contest. I know Josh. For me uh, personally, I invested heavily in uh, the Packers offense. I did Jordan Love, I did Devonte Adams, and I did Aaron Jones in my Fanduel, and uh, I came in like 14th. So what the hell? I thought the Packers were supposed to be good. Well, I, they're the best team in the NFL, most historic franchise of all time. It's it's you know it's it's you. It's not them. It's you. Okay. Well, I don't fucking like it. Um, I think we had our very first week, maybe since the very beginning, um, that uh, we didn't have a standings change at all. We still have David in first with seven forty two. We got ha- Elena holding her second spot with the six ninety, and then Hammer himself at six eighty eight. So there's absolutely no moving, at least in the top three standings. I'm sure there was movement beneath that, of course. But um, the three people that are currently in the money. Um, David for 150, Elena for 40, and then Hammer for his 10 back. They did not move um, after last week's contest. And I know I saw David. I was uh, scrolling through the the contest results. If I had like 60 or 80 points, I probably had like maybe 75, 80 points. David had like 68. So that guy must be taking some big swings as well. So I don't know what that tells you about how you want to try and beat David, but uh, I saw him at the very bottom of the standings this last week. Josh. 
We uh, we try and pick a stud or a dud every week for the fan duel and then also just fantasy in general. Brian said both our players last week were locks in his lineup because we were we were just talking about how smart we are and how good these players are. How did how your guy do, first of all? Not good. Um, turns out that I looked at the wrong player on my opponent's uh, roster and thought that uh, Zach Moss would do good. He didn't do so well. He only did 0.6 times his value. Um, I don't have the numbers pulled up right now because I'm working on something else. But... Uh, um, but yeah, it turns out I should have put someone like Darnell Mooney or Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, or maybe you should have played the Bears defense. I mean, what were we thinking? Um, for a stud last week, I said Brandon Cooks. I thought with Terod Taylor back, I thought with Miami really being a shaky team this year, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Brandon Cooks is going to start lighting things up again because him and Terod had a real connection. But um that was an ugly-ass game. Houston didn't do a whole lot of anything. Uh, Terod had a really bad, uh, really bad interception on the sideline. Brian, if you would have, uh, if you would have played Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver out of Houston for sixty-eight hundred dollars, you only would have got a one point three times your value. Who only scored eight point six points, so that was not very good. Uh, but don't worry, Brian. I know you're subscribed. I know you do everything Josh and I say. Um, so I got a stud for you this week, Brian. Are you ready? My stud for you this week, Brian, get ready to put him in your lineup right now. I'm going full. I hate myself and I hate this state. We're going for a stud quarterback. Don't do those too often because quarterbacks are generally a little spendier, but you're going to get your money worth this week. I'm saying Justin Herbert, quarterback um, for the Los Angeles Chargers, is about to have the greatest game of his career playing at home against Minnesota. Justin Herbert's probably about to put up 60 fantasy points. If he's not in your lineup, Brian, because the Minnesota Vikings stink, you're making a mistake. Justin Herbert, 80 hunch dollars this week, but I'm saying he's a stud. Josh, who you got? I have a little human being known as um, Delvin Cook, who's the running back in Minnesota. He's 8,500, and he's at the Los Angeles Chargers. I have a feeling that Mike Zimmer is just going to absolutely make sure that Cook gets the ball and go back to Zimball. Um, and so um, I don't know. I just did it because it was easy to look at uh, players who were playing against the guy that Gar picked as a stud. Okay, so there you go, Brian. And also, Oops. T has Cook in the Dynasty League, and I'm going against T. <laughs> Fine. The real reason comes out. <laughs> Well, there you go, Brian. I mean, you if you were watching Monday night, if you were watching our messages go back and forth, you know that uh, Josh is going to lose in Dynasty no matter what. So whoever Josh is playing against in Dynasty, that should be your entire FanDuel lineup if possible. So that's, that's real science right there. You can't fuck that up. <laughs> Josh, just, I mean, at 2-7, and seven, do you still keep trying in the Dynasty League? Do you still keep going for it as the reigning so champ? So I did the math just- and... Um- um, the meth says I, I could definitely still make the playoffs. I just have to have a couple cookies crumble my way. And uh, I think that uh, the the tree doesn't fall too far from the apple, if you know what I'm saying. All right. Amen, brother. Well, Josh, uh, down but not out. Josh, we got to... I mean, what's the difference? You already mentioned what's, you know, why not tank join you on the dark side? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between me trying and still losing every week <laughs> as opposed to, you know, me tanking in general? It's, I mean, because it's, it's the same cause, thing. Cause, now I can say I'm top three points for, but I'm also in the top for points against it. I'm two and eleven after the next couple of weeks. Because yeah, no, no, no. remember, Josh, I have the most points against, not you, pal. It doesn't matter how bad your season is. I still have more points against. 
Um, and the reason you tank is so you can lock in that number two overall pick. Jesse absolutely stinks. If you win one or two more games, Jesse's going to slide into that number two pick. I'm just saying. You got to watch out for Jesse. He's a greasy one. But let's keep her moving, Josh. Let's. Uh, the fans know what they want to hear, and it's not this. You got a quick hitter for us, Josh? You got a joker, perhaps? Oh, yeah. My joker of the week is going to be the, the three Bs. We all know them as the Bills getting their butt kicked by the Jags, six to nine. The boys getting their butt kicked by whoever. I don't know the, the final score because I don't care. And then backups. We're talking backups. Jordan Love, who looks a little shaky. Backups to Mike White. And then just backups. Um, speaking of backups, Bills and boys, Gar, did you happen to have any of those types of players in a specific guillotine league? <clears throat> Josh. This is uh, this feels this feels like a personal attack. Uh, my neck is feeling a little sore after I got the the guillotine taken to me last night. Al, I, mean, I don't know if you've heard the news yet. I don't know if anyone keeps you going, uh, keeps you informed on the guillotine. But I finally did get chopped. Aaron Jones and Kyle Pitts after week one made you know got me this far. I really don't think I would have made it to week nine without Aaron Jones and Kyle Pitts. So I tried to do you proud, Al, but. Um, I did get the old chop after week nine. I just, uh, it, literally everyone on my team did terrible. So Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Aaron Jones, Kyle Pitts, all my studs were in the single digits, I believe. So <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to survive if that's the case. So go fuck yourself, Josh. How about some Hidden Oaks highlights, huh? Because that was a Hidden Oaks low light and I will not stand for it. Yeah. Moving on to the Hidden Oaks highlights for week nine, we have glorious TDs. Team with the most touchdowns on offense was the side bet. Just so happens to go to my lovely wife, Nikita, who had seven. Yeah, Josh, I mean, I love your lovely wife. Nikita's a great person. I do genuinely love her, um, you know, as a person and also for taking care of you and dealing with you all these years. I will say... This side bet bullshits. It, it, I'm about at my wits end, Josh. Since we're kind of doing a little standings check in, a little leagues uh, check in um, this week, I was going through. I was updating the financial spreadsheet that I've got going for the league. If Jesse wins one of the next side bets before I do, every active player in the league will have two side bets before I have one. Jeremy has two by now. Eric has two by now. Um, it's a bunch of bullshit. So if Jesse wins one of these next side bets before I have ever win a side bet, it's going to be absolute bullshit and i'm canceling the entire league so there's been 48 side bets since they started i've not never won a single one and that's uh, kind of fucked up that's all i gotta say but uh, we can keep moving josh your wife scored seven touchdowns she won the five dollar side bet on top of that she was the blowout of the week t mitchell over hot tub time machine 162.1 to 116.35 that's a 45.7 point a 45.75 difference does uh does your wife feel good about herself after absolutely destroying willie like that you know willie's a father too i mean i figured you parent types have to stick together but your wife absolutely obliterated wilbert yeah she she made a comment or two about uh taking wilbert uh and holding him under that hot chub time machine until the until the kicking stopped but i didn't really uh take too much thought on that um actually she thought she was gonna lose going into sunday afternoon i believe because Chubb had a pretty big game, but uh, then the afternoon game started, and wowza. Yeah, she she uh, she had a couple guys on the uh, highs for the high lows. 
She turned it on. All right. Well, Josh, uh, what about a nail biter? Some of our games can get pretty close. Some of them, you know, some weeks we don't have games that are too close. What was the nail biter last week, Josh? Uh, the the nail biterist was uh, Jamie's Obi Wan Mahomes over T. That's hilarious. Uh, one hundred eight point one to ninety six point five, which was a eleven point six point differential. Yeah. So if not- we want to just uh, oh, did you have comments about how bad your cousin is at sports? I mean, he's not great. I was just going to say that wasn't too close of a nail butter, but it's the closest we had. But Jamie, she's uh, she's not going away quietly. I know there was uh, maybe some jokes about her team in the beginning of the year. Maybe her draft wasn't so good. I know she's four and five right now, but uh, she's right in that conversation for the playoffs. So don't count uh, these women out yet. And Nikita, I mean, she can't be stopped. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. You got so you're some- saying a four and five team has the opportunity to make the playoffs? Uh, my four and five team does. Jamie's four and five team does, but not yours or T's. No chance. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. I'm yeah. looking at my roster. Um, I might actually have to give a couple wins back. You probably should. Yep. Um, moving on to the lows and the highs. Um, we've got uh, still no totals because math is hard. Um, but in the quarterbacks, we have... It's not me this time. It's uh, Jesse, who started Mike White. Idiot. Should have known he'd get injured after one quarter with 8.75. I was definitely the second lowest with a guy who played the full game. Um, Running backs, Chase Edmonds, Boston Scott, put up 0.3 and 4 points, respectively. Wide receivers, we had a couple with zeros. Um, Brian Edwards and Nelson Aguilar. Um, those two stink. Dallas Goddard was the lowest scoring tight end with 7.3, which is a decent score for a tight end, I guess, unless you play in a PPR league like us. Um, flex, we have McCall Hardman um, with five. And then if you look at the defenses, not the worst scoring defenses in the world, but why they'd play them, Cincinnati and San Francisco, um, with a negative two, they were the lowest. And then Greg Zerlin was zero because cowboys stink josh do you think jesse's ears were ringing right before we started this because jesse got into the podcast lobby here late shout out to jesse thanks for joining us live but uh right before we started talking about these highs and lows jesse gets in here and then four of jesse's players makes this lows list do you think are you personally attacking jesse no if i was personally attacking him you know that would be mean but uh he he attacked himself on this one he, he left the tractor running forgot to get gas money and yeah now he's stuck at high v you hate to see it all right what about some highs uh yeah moving on to the highs we got uh mr herbert himself with 35.2 at quarterback james connor with 40.3 at running back jonathan taylor 34 with the running back Wide receivers, we had Keen Allen and then Marquise Brown or Hollywood Brown with 22.4 and 20.6, respectively. Uh, tight ends, the aforementioned Pet Firemish um, with 21.3. Tim Patrick in the flex with 18.5. Defense, New England with 19 points. And then um, kickers, uh, we'll round off the, the highs with someone gay um, at 12 points. Josh, it's 2020, pal. You can't be saying that. And I'm, I'm eyeing up this lineup here. Of all the high, of all the highs lineups we've had, I think this one's the most doable. You take Jonathan Taylor there in the first round, probably Keenan Allen in the second, uh, Herbert or Connor in the third, then Hollywood Brown, and then I mean, I think this lineup's pretty dang doable, honestly. Someone, yeah, I would. I mean, I would think this. that. I think Nikita took Herbert in the third or the fourth. So Herbert in the third, and then I think Connor would even be like a fourth or a fifth. Probably. You might be able to get like, yeah. No, this this lineup is definitely one of the ones that are most doable. 
um, in my eyes. And I think, you know, without doing just the rough math in my head, I think it's like 770,000 points. No, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the math right now as well. So we're at, we got 70 there, then we're up to 110, then we're at 130, 150, um, 170, we'll call it 174. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're definitely cracking 200 here. What is that, about 220-ish, I think, based on the numbers? I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, we should probably just average our two guesses out because <laughs> we're both not mathematicians. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, and you have a note about talking about the standings and then uh, screwing Jeremy? Yeah, well, um, I mean, I mean, we're about halfway through the, uh, the league here, the league year. Um, so I figured, yeah, let's talk about the standings again. And I wrote, fuck Jeremy in all caps because Jeremy's 9-0. I don't know how Jeremy's doing it. I mean, Jeremy was in the playoffs last year. He was not to be reckoned with. He made the final four, if I do recall. But this fucking guy is 9-0. So it's kind of bullshit. Nikita, though, is in second at 7-2. and two. She's all alone. We got uh, Brian and jesse two of our live listeners right now are third and fourth respectively at six and three henry gonna give it to you and gojo burrow are five and four they take five fifth and sixth then we've got a slew of these four and five teams we were uh, mentioning earlier that's hilarious obi-wan mahomie the alan parsons project and send me swiftly to the mooney we are all four and five um i'm obviously gonna make the playoffs and you guys are all gonna you know suck a big long one over the hill, Bradley. So is this the same as last year when you refused to play the uh, the the Hunger Games bit until like week eighteen of the regular season? Maybe. Um, so over the hill and straight cash, homie, are both three and six. They make eleventh and twelfth. Hot chub time machine is a low at, alone at two and seven. He's in thirteenth, and then last place in fourteenth is catch twenty two. He's one and eight. I don't think he's technically eliminated yet. Um, maybe he is. I don't know. But uh, hammer, you're not obviously not listening to the podcast anymore. Josh and I have told you multiple times: change your team name, and you'll get some more wins. If you just sit there, catch twenty two, and just keep taking these L's and taking it across the face, you're going to be in last. So I don't know why. Why won't hammer update his team name? I don't know, but that idiot doesn't even have 920 total points. What a bum. Right. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about some points fours and points against as well. Your wife, actually, Nikita, is in first place with points four. We won't go through the whole list, but uh, she's in second place, which is the most points four, beating out Jeremy by about 18-ish there. Least points four, hammered that catch 22. He's uh, he's just cracking 900, but you mentioned yourself, Josh. You have the second least points four at 924, so only 20 points separate you and one and eight hammer there uh least points against of course it's going to be jeremy this guy's a fraud he's nine and oh but it's because he has the least points against as much bullshit most points against goes to the hot chub time machine of course you're going to see someone with a lot of points forward towards the bottom he's not in last like hammer but he is in 13th instead um looking at the streaks here obviously jeremy if he's undefeated he's going to be on a nine game a nine game win streak brian is on a four game win streak um currently in third place uh hot chub time machine is a six game losing streak unfortunately and it's the brothers grim for these two both wilbert and um, derek have the two worst losing streaks derek is only on a four game schneid but um these schultzes are having a rough time these last couple weeks you have your uh do you have your hunger games gong ready because we do have somebody with a zero percent chance to make the playoffs according to the espn app uh, and yeah, I mean that's never been wrong before. I don't have the I don't have the music ready, but I do have that cannon ready. I just played it a second ago. I could play it. Okay, yeah. So we'd like to pay our respects to Catch Twenty Two Andrew Hammer, who has left the building 
week nine with a one and eight record. Man, I didn't realize it was all. We're already eliminating people. I could have, I could have scrambled to try to find the song, but I mean, Hammer's done so bad. I don't even think he deserves a Hungry's Game song. So sorry, Hammer. Um, but yeah, uh, one last thing. We just here. play our intro song again for yeah, Brian. There you go. Um, looking at the moves here, interesting. We have some interesting. Um, I don't know. I'd say newsworthy, noteworthy, whatever. In, um, statistics coming from the moves category in first place in moves with 45 fucking moves i don't even know this many moves that'd be five a week if my math adds up jeremy the first place nine and oh guy he's made 45 moves so he's really grinding interestingly enough though the least amount of moves is your wife nikita she's only made four moves the whole season and she's in second place so i mean you could you know a lot of people argue your season's one with all these waiver wire you know pickups and drops jeremy has proven that to be true 45 fucking moves first place i don't know but here comes your wife just to ruin everything josh only four moves in second place um seven and two with the most points four so you know say what you want nikita drafted well and she's sticking to her guns yeah, I mean, I, I'm i trying to remember back to our post-draft pod about everybody's grades, but I do remember Audio Al giving her a really bad grade and uh, just saying yeah, her team's trash. But he, you know, we're not going to talk about his Victoria's Secret team. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that her team was decent, well-rounded. If I'm being honest, I thought her worst like draft pick was uh, James Conner. And, and he's actually, you know, he's 11th ranked running back. So... Um, he's not doing bad. Um, that and Herbert Eckler connection really helps, though, I think. I'm sure that helps. And I was just going to say, James Conner's stonks just went up because then Chase Edmonds out with like a high ankle sprain for a couple games. So, I mean, James Conner getting even more valuable somehow. Yep. And then um, TJ Hawkinson, who I believe someone that um, Nikita reminds me that you were low on in the beginning of the season. Oh, he's, for sure I was. He, he's doing pretty good. He's a fourth-ranked tight end. I'm not saying much for tight ends, but I think her fourth-round draft pick was Miles Sanders. No, third round because drafted 36th and he has not played much at all this year. So she she definitely drafted depth well. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I, mean, I definitely remember mocking her in the draft for taking Miles Sanders, but I mean, just goes to show doesn't fucking matter. Nikita's still coming out on top. Um, so those are kind of our standings check-ins. I mean, it looks like Jeremy and Nikita are locked for the playoffs. Hammer already eliminated. If you're to believe ESPN, I don't want to have to do the math myself. So rough, rough go for Hammer, but uh, maybe next year. Um, I did want to write down, just not really for this week, but just for the upcoming weeks, our trade deadline is November 22nd at noon. I don't know why it's on a Monday at noon, but that's what our trade deadline is. For, so for you Hidden Oakers listening, you've got just under two weeks to make any trades to, I don't know, try and better your team for either the playoffs Final or... Trade t- oh, Brian, um, on-air message, I will trade you my whole team for your whole team. <laughs> End record. I'm sure he'll go for that. Um, the side bet next week is sack up. It'll be the defense with the most sacks. Uh, in case of a tie, it'll be the defense with the highest point total. Um and uh we've talked a lot we talked enough i don't know if we need to do blow it nail by the prediction because we still got today's a lengthier medical minute and then uh we still got the fate farb as always so blowout will say i'll get blown out because i stink josh you're gonna get blown out as well uh whoever wants to bite nails can bite nails this week let's keep her moving we got the medical minute this week josh and what is what do you what do you think the topic should be after what's been going on you know last week specifically what do you think we should talk about the medical minute this week um, I think we should talk about the fraudulent medical claims that doctors are making. Go ahead. Um, I think that uh, 
I think we need to focus on a more holistic approach, um, you know, like seances, um, um, healing crystals, candles, um, aromatherapy, uh, you know, all of these things that are proven to work um, according to, you know, diaries, journals, um, letters to the editor. Astrology. Yeah, astrology. Um, I believe it was written in uh, in ancient times in the sand before a big windstorm that uh, doctors are frauds and healing crystals are the best. There you go. That sounds about right. Now, obviously, uh, with everything that was going on last week, we knew it was going to come up at some point this week. But after Aaron Rodgers did what he did, um, you know, there was a little bit of debate or discussion going on in the Discord as well. How about we listen to, instead of a bunch of absolute fucking stooges who don't know a thing about anything, let's listen to a fucking doctor. Um, So this is going to be a longer medical minute. It's certainly not a minute, but I don't think there will need to be much discussion afterwards because we're listening to a doctor talk about medical stuff. So without further ado, let's hear what Dr. James. Jamie Hammer has to say about what Aaron Rodgers said last week. Hey guys, this is Dr. Jamie Hammer with the most controversial episode of the Medical Minute yet. I'm here to talk about coronavirus and COVID vaccinations. As a doc, I have to say straight up front that I am pro-vaccination. I just received my third dose because I'm working in close contact with sick people all the time. I did have COVID back in March of 2020. I was asymptomatic, but Andrew, my husband, wasn't so lucky and was pretty sick. And he is now vaccinated as well. I'm super grateful for this because when I'm working in the intensive care unit, taking care of ventilated patients with coronavirus, people passing away all the time, and even just in the clinic, taking care of people who are experiencing pretty significant runny nose and fatigue who end up testing positive, I just never know what I could be bringing home from work. Garlic actually suggested that I bring up this topic specifically because of Aaron Rodgers and his most recent comments. Aaron Rodgers has been pretty openly opposed to vaccination for himself, and he's been very vocal that he's not anti-vax for everybody, but just thinks that everybody should make their own choices. He made a pretty controversial claim earlier in the season, claiming that he was immunized, although he didn't receive the vaccinations. Pretty upset about the protocols that were put in place for those that hadn't received their vaccine, including having to get coronavirus testing daily and wear masks, even in rooms full of vaccinated individuals. Well, I'm not going to get into the masking debate because my overall answer is very little side effect of masking. Protect yourself and your friends when you can. I am going to address a few of the claims he made regarding taking off-label medications such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to treat coronavirus. I have seen so many people admitted to the hospital with side effects from taking hydroxychloroquine. Specifically, there have been case reports of people taking chloroquine tablets that they use for their fish tanks and getting very, very sick because they're trying to use these medications that are not clinically indicated. I strongly do not suggest any of these and think that you should go forward with either vaccination or some of the approved antibody therapies if you were to experience COVID and want to get treated in that fashion. Aaron Rodgers and his more holistic healers would have you believing that you should be taking ivermectin, which is quite often used as a lice treatment or an antiparasitic medicine, which they are studying, as it looks like there may be some protein binding benefits that are effective against the virus, but it's still very much in the works, and I would not suggest it at this time. So let's talk about what I do suggest, and that's the coronavirus vaccination. There are three different types of vaccines. The Moderna and the Pfizer are both mRNA vaccines, which you know that you get two doses of. The Moderna is 28 days apart. The Pfizer is also called Comirnaty, and it's 21 days apart. I'd get it just for the name. Also, the Pfizer is the most effective, shown to be 95% effective at stopping the spread of the virus. Um, The other option is your Johnson & Johnson, which we know has had some 
turmoil around it regarding the clotting risk that they initially pulled it off the market of and then reinstated because they realized the clotting risk after COVID was more significant than the clotting risk of the vaccine itself. And that one has been shown to be 66% effective at stopping the spread of coronavirus and 93% reduced risk of hospitalization with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Why bother? The big thing is the risk of spreading it to others. We've seen that 30% of COVID cases in unvaccinated people are asymptomatic, and those folks can totally still transmit the virus. We've seen up to 10% transmission 10 days after people become sick when they're unvaccinated. In vaccinated individuals, it's unknown if asymptomatic people can transmit. We do know that even if you are vaccinated, if you have a symptomatic case of COVID, you can spread the virus, but for less time, which is why the recommendations for quarantine are slightly different for vaccinated versus unvaccinated individuals. Aside from social spread, the other reason that I would highly encourage people to get vaccinated is because if you receive your COVID vaccination, you're 11 times less likely to be in the hospital and 11 times less likely to die from coronavirus. I know that this is a pretty healthy population of people that I'm talking to here, but realize that you are at a high risk of spreading this to your aunts, your uncles, your dads, your grandpas, and these are the people that I really worry about and those that I take care of in the hospital. There are some adverse effects, like we talked about the Johnson & Johnson clotting risk, which has been addressed, less worrisome than COVID vaccine. But the other big one is the immediate adverse effects of getting fever, runny nose, chills, and a mild case of what feels like COVID after your vaccination. I think with supportive care, most people have really come out of this. I experienced some pretty intense side effects that lasted for about 24 hours, but I didn't require any hospitalization for COVID, so I'm still grateful for it. The reason that I really am encouraging my patients is because of all the adverse effects I've seen after people have COVID. The big thing is COVID long haulers with the loss of sense of smell, the fatigue, that weakness that lasts a very, very long time, but also things like pregnancy loss, gestational hypertension, blood clots. I just was taking care of an 18-year-old who has a bilateral pulmonary embolus, this huge blood clot in his lungs that's keeping him short of breath after he had pretty non-symptomatic COVID. And for these reasons, I strongly encourage you guys to think long and hard, look it up, and consider a vaccination if you haven't already. Don't let Aaron Rodgers be your guide. Listen to medical science and appreciate that a lot of this is still in the works and there are things that we don't know about vaccinations, but we didn't know a lot about polio vaccinations either. And I think that this has been a really big step forward in medical science and getting these studies going quicker and with less hiccups than they usually are. If you have any personal questions, please feel free to reach out. I would love to chat with anybody regarding COVID vaccinations as it's something that's really personal to me, obviously. Hit me up for a more fun, hopefully less controversial topic in the Discord. Thanks, guys. That was a long one, but uh, Josh, are you familiar with the anger translator bit from Key and Peele? No. You really Enlighten me. Oh, well, I mean, Jamie is obviously a very eloquent, very well-spoken uh, medical doctor. Um, if I could be her anger translator, though, for that, uh, you know, five and a half minute um, info session she gave us, uh, I'm sure the anger translation would go something like this. <clears throat> Stop being a fucking stooge and get your vaccine. I think that was the moral of the story if I, if I, could, uh, if I could assume on Jamie's behalf. I feel pretty confident saying this, Josh. I don't want to speak for you, so please correct me, but I feel pretty confident saying we're a pro-vaccine podcast. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we could say that. I don't have mine yet, um, but that is because the I wanted to get the Moderna. I didn't know about the awesome ultra name for Pfizer, so that might actually jump the list, and there have not been any Moderna around me for some reason. So I am still not vaccinated, but I am immunized, uh, so don't worry about that. 
Um, and so, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'd say, I would definitely say that we are, um, for the vaccine. Um, and honestly, you know, it's, it's not necessarily for me because the reason I held off at first was because I knew that, you know, they were saying it was limited. So obviously when they opened it up to the general public, I was like, well, I'll, I'm, I'm fine waiting in line. I've had it already. I'll be that, I'll be that guy that takes the bullet again if I need to. Um, but uh, there there were quite a few people like that that I talked to as well. And so I do plan on getting it um, hopefully in the near future. Um, they tried to sell me on the whole vaccine flu shot combo. Not going to work, but I get the flu shot once every 10 years. That's uh, I, f- I feel very confident if we were to ask Jamie about the flu shots, you would tell you get your flu shot every year. So I don't know how loudly I'd be saying that when Dr. Jamie Hammer can listen. But yeah, I mean, well, I did once I got it. I got it up at work. They had free flu shots on the third floor. So I went up there, got my flu shot, no cookies put out. So obviously negative right to start. And then <laughs> I get the flu shot. What, 40, 40 minutes later, hour or two hours later, I'm sitting there with the biggest headache ever. Sure. Could have been because I was working and I didn't want to. But I got a headache. I'll wait every 10 years. I feel like it's in my system long time. Okay. Yeah. So we're pro vaccine pod for all the fear mongering out there that I don't even understand why it really exists. But for all the fear mongering about the vaccine, the side effects of the alternative or alternative treatments and the side effects of COVID itself are worse than the vaccine. So get the fucking vaccine. I don't understand why we still have to talk about this. And the whole Johnson Johnson blood clotting thing that was in birthing age women. It was women under 50. That was it was happening to a seven in a million. So well, anyways, no, that that'll really affect Rogers. Did you just assume his gender guard? It's 2021. You can't do things like that. Yeah, right. Let's, well, Josh, we're fucking moving on. Get your vaccine. Faye Favre, uh, favorite 90s technology. We'll go ahead and we'll jump right fucking into it because obviously it's been a longer medical minute. We checked in on the league. But, um, yeah, welcome to the Faye Favre. We want to hear about people's favorite 90s technology. We have to give Willie, a.k.a. Al, Audio Al, the walk-off shot this week because this was his suggested topic. And so we're going to hear from Walters first. Walters, let's hear your Faye Favre 90s tech. Hi, Josh. Hi, Gar. It's your boy, Walters. Fave Favre, 90s tech. Hmm. We've got, coming in at number five, the Tamagotchi. Everybody loved the Tamagotchi. If you were in elementary school in the 90s. Number three, the Super Nintendo. Number two, the PlayStation, which was superior to the N64 in many, many ways. And number one of my fave Farb 90s tech, the dial-up modem. Bye. So obviously Walters was doing a bit of a bit there with it silently, but Jesse, I have the general chat pulled up, but Jesse went with the speed it up, pal. Sorry, Walters, that was a good list. Obviously you're doing a bit, the bit, I appreciate the bit. Not when we're in more of a rush on the podcast, but there's no way you could have known. Jesse, thank you for (laughs) breaking the monotony with the speed it up, pal. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, I don't even remember exactly what was on his list. I believe he said the Game Boy was better than the Nintendo 64. That's no, a hot he take. said the Super Nintendo. Oh well, I mean that's even even hotter take. I don't, I can't. Or the Sega Genesis. I don't even remember. I can't I was condone too focused that. Focus on Jesse. Yeah. 
No, but thank sincerely though. Thank you, Walter, for calling. And let's hear from Brian next. Brian was about 80 years old in the 90s. Let's hear his favorite 90s tech. The Switch. Hi, this is Brian with my fave far for the week, 90s technology. And Gar, I even asked for clarification, and it said 90s technology. So here you go. From the 1690s, the first steam engine was invented. From the 1790s, the smallpox vaccination. From the 1890s, the radio was invented. And from the 1990s, which I know is what you were going for, a lot to choose from. And I'm going to choose the World Wide Web for technologies from the 90s. That's my list. I appreciate so I just want to point out, like, technology, um, I guess we didn't, I mean, technology is that, you know, tech, it's electronics. And I think he went with inventions in his mind, but did I mean, he just no, actually technology admit that is, when the... Technology is not electronics, Josh. Let's easy, pal. Technology is, is the wheel technology. I mean, is a, is a lever, is a pulley system technology? I'd say it is. It I is think you're now. wrong. It's electric now. <laughs> Josh, but uh, yeah, I mean that's Brian. That's why we leave it vague on purposes for jokes like that. The '90s technology, the subject topic, is open to your interpretation. The steam engine, obviously, I love the steam engine. Uh, without the steam engine, where would where would Thomas the Tank Engine be? The trash. How fucking dare you? He would not be in the scrapyard. He'd probably be a diesel then. Josh, we've got to keep moving. We've only got 10 minutes left, and we still got another fan. Then we've got our four list. Then we've got the outro. We've got to keep moving. Thank you so much for calling in, Brian. We're in a rush today. But, Al, this should be a good one. This was your topic. I'm expecting you to bring it home. We gave you the fan walk-off shot. Let's hear Al's Fave Farve 90s tech. This is Al with the Fave Car of 90s technology. First honorable mentions, just because they missed it by one year, Razor Scooters and Heelys. If you had Heelys, I'm still jealous to this day. Uh, number car, we'll go with um, Pokemon, just out of respect. Number three, we'll go, when you go to Perkins in the 90s, you could play a Game Gear. So Game Gear is number four, number three for me. Uh, made, made going to Perkins 20 times better. Number two, Hell we'll yeah, go with buddy. a Nerf football, but I'm talking about the specific one where it was basically half a football, so one half was flat, so you could throw it against the wall and it would come back. For those of you who don't have friends like me. And then... Uh, <laughs> Number one, we'll go with America Online. It's just it was a pioneer of the interwebs, and you know, had the iconic "You Got Mail" and and the iconic connection sound. Let's do it with me. You've got mail. Oh, shout out to Al. Shout out to America Online. Al did not disappoint with his fave far, his fave car, as he put it, with his uh, with his submission. Thank you so much for calling in, Al. We got to keep moving, Josh. Uh, I'm going to take the walk off shot this week because I fucking want it. Um, so let's go. Let's hear your honorable mentions and your number far. We got to keep. We got to fly. We got to fly, Josh. So uh, honorable mentions. I had internet. I guess uh, that was on everybody's list so far. Um, the internet was this. not invented in the 90s let's be clear maybe the world wide web which is different than the internet I'll, sub- I'll subscribe to what Brian was saying the internet was not invented in the 90s Josh yeah so the, the internet was on my honorable mentions uh, <sighs> Sega Genesis the, the, the Sega Game Gear as Al mentioned Tamagotchi um, the Yak Back I don't know if you know what that is um, but those those all made my honorable mentions um, 
as far as my process, I, I definitely gave it away. I went with technology that, you know, was more electronic technology. I feel like uh, my, my small brain doesn't comprehend technology as, you know, useful items. So I'm a dum-dum and I apparently am dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Gar, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, my honorable mentions, I got the Furby. I had a black Furby. It was awesome and demented. Crazy Bones were fucking sweet as shit. The slap bracelet, Josh, invented in 1990 in Wisconsin, of all places. Slap bracelets were fucking cool. The PlayStation original, PS1, as it's known today. And the Game Boy Color rule, my honorable mentions. All right, so my, my fave Favre, number five on my list, was the George Foreman Grill, made in 1994, and it really turned, it really turned everybody on their head. Um, we got grease trays. We got, you know, the ability to have a, a dinner cooked by none other than George Foreman, heavyweight boxer himself. Um, that was one of the inventions that I used long into my uh, college career because, you know, you just toss a couple of turkey patties on there, then you take the grease, put the grease in your protein shake for some extra fats, and then, you, you know, you eat the patties. Um, but, yeah, coming in at number five, George Foreman Grill. Josh, you don't understand what we got to fly means. My number five, I got the iMac, Josh. We're sitting there. We're going into the computer lab in Madison Elementary. You're sitting there going to play some Oregon Trail. You're going to play some of those math games where you could, like, I don't know. There was, like, I remember one game specifically, you were vacuuming dust mites or whatever. That shit was the coolest. The iMac was a great 90s tech that I loved. Shout out to Madison Elementary and Mrs. Kirkman. That's my number five, the iMac. Josh, your number three. Number three, we've got the, uh, the Game by Color. Came out in 1998. Uh, I remember being a young boy going to my grandparents' house for Christmas, and all of my cousins and I got the game by color. It was a great time. Got to play some Pokemon. Um, got to play some other games and loved it. Um, Gar, what do you have for number three? My number three. I never owned one, but this is a shout out to the Knup family and the Knup household. I know Bradley had one of these. I don't know if Sharon had it or if Bradley had it. I played with it at Sharon's mostly, but my number three is the fucking Bop It. Bop It's were the fucking coolest. It was a cool game. You could twist it. You could bop it. And they came out with other ones, different iterations over over the years, but the original Bop It was fucking sweet as shit. Batteries not included, but it was one of my favorite toys. I would consider technology the Bop It's my number three. Very nice, Gar. Very nice. Number two, I had one. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if anybody else had had one because I didn't pay attention because who's that kind of creep? But I had the Time Blaster Alarm by Nickelodeon. Came out in 1995. It had the green little spiral thing that looks like an EKG monitor. Had the red button, and then had like the switch that you know you do the AM, FM. Um, you had the different options. I had that bad boy well into my high school years, um, just because I was. Uh, poor and stuck in my ways and not want to buy a new alarm clock but yeah the game boy or not the game boy the nickelodeon time blaster alarm all right i love it josh my number two i mean if this is your number one i'd be shocked but my number two the nintendo 64 i believe it hit north america in 96 or 98 either way i mean we still were playing this thing up until what probably 2019 is the last time we actually touched it because of covid and all this and that maybe early 2020 but nintendo 64 i had one as a kid mario party 2 was my jam uh, mario you know mario was it just mario 64 mario world 64 i don't remember the exact title but that game was fucking baller as shit the Nintendo 64 has provided me a lifetime of fun. So Nintendo 64 had to make my Fave Favre 90s list. That's my number two, Josh. Your number one? Yeah, you called it. The N64, and it was officially released in the Americas in 1996, um, was my number one. Um, Walters, you are a junior correspondent for a reason, so please do not um, 
um, fill our chat with nonsense such as PlayStation being greater than N64 because I am not I have not touched a PlayStation one since they became a thing. Um, I like garlic said have played the Nintendo 64 in my you know late 20s. Um, Mario Party is still the go-to jam. Um, you know, if they had some sort of Nintendo technology where we could play remotely with each other a Mario Party game, I'd be on board for having someone buy me that. Um, but uh, at this point in time, yeah, Nintendo 64 is the number one thing to come out of the 90s as far as a technology item goes that's not the number one i will say i i owned a playstation and a nintendo 64 i had divorced parents when i was really young so i had two christmases and they were just showering me in gifts so i could give them my love and i never gave it to either of them jokes on them but i had both the playstation and the nintendo 64 you'll notice playstation didn't even make my list and nintendo 64 was my number two walter so that's how fucking wrong you are my number one though josh uh number one technology out of the 90s it could not be the nintendo 64 because i know you were thinking electronics you were thinking tech tech but um this this is the single greatest technology to come out of the 90s, and I think you might concede to me, maybe not, because I know the N64 means a lot to you, but you might concede to me after you hear my number one, Josh. My number one fave Farf 90s tech has to be the Super Soaker, one of the greatest creations ever invented, ever, you know, coming from the 90s or not, but the Super Soaker, when you were a kid and you had a fucking badass water gun, you felt like the fucking king of the world. I know you went to Sharon's daycare just as much as I did. She had that fucking the great the largest water gun you've ever seen in your life hanging in her garage we almost never got to use it but i know josh if you were anything like me you would fucking gawk at that super soaker hanging on sharon's garage wall all the time and you're like i want to fucking use that the super soaker is easily the greatest 90s tech to ever exist and shout out to the guy who invented it i didn't write down his name i ran out of time but the super soaker my number one 90s tech josh do you concede or do you hold the n64 I hold the N64. Um, the the Super Soaker um, is is up there. You know, he might, or it might, you know, make my honorable mentions. It might make everything, or yeah, it'll it would make my honorable mentions for sure. Um, I don't think it would make my fave Favre, um, mostly because um, for some reason, like I always had that. I always thought I had a decent one. Like I had that big big honker that you needed the strap for. You know, it had the purple tank that was like literally a two liter bottle that you fill up. I had that thing, but. Nobody else wanted to play when I used it, so I never got to really play Super Soakers with anybody. And then I got shot by uh, um, James Sable and what's his brother's name? I don't know. They were up the hill kids, lived kind of behind Sharon's, you know who I'm talking about? Sure, Josh. I, I mean, I appreciate your story time, but what part of We Gotta Fly sounds like let's tell a fucking long-ass story about Super Soakers, huh? We gotta get out of well, here. Well, I just asked you a question, now you're extending it for no reason, but yeah, fine. The Super Soaker, the reason I'm not big, the reason it doesn't make my fave farm... <laughs> <laughs> the reason it doesn't make my fave farm is because those two brothers peed in their super soakers and shot me as a kid. So no, I don't like the I don't like the super soaker because it contained piss. Oh, Brian, get ready to write this down. We've only got about twenty seconds before I have to play the music. Brian, the topic next week, and everyone else listening, the topic next week with the fave farm is books. I'm not going to clarify it any further than that, Brian. You can pick a fucking phone book if you want. I can't. I'm crying right now. The Fave Farf topic next week is books. Jesse, call in with the fucking. You're listening to us on this, the Hidden Oaks Overdose, so you can get four more raffle entries. Um, we don't have any final words. Join the Discord, anchor.fm slash hoodpod, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com, hiddenoaksoverdose.com. We got to go. Bye. I have a full minute hey guys, left to tell Dr. Alex that the. And then I played the wrong audio tape. Yeah, you're awful, but uh, yeah, the, well, you can talk while the music's Al. playing. 
Um, I, I don't have any thoughts. I don't want him on the Packers. If he were to join the Packers, I really hope that he learns to run his routes properly because this offense is based on timing. Um, and so my thoughts right now are, please don't come to Green Bay. Please go to Detroit. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, God. You think we could manage our time better and just end without having to rush because we've been rushing the past <laughs> for many weeks. Oh, boy. Josh, Greg, leave. you made me cry at the fucking end. That was hilarious. I fucking love that. See, that's, what, that's, like- that's pod content. You're not going to find it in any of their podcasts. No offense to Walters or Al, but that's a Hidden Oaks original right there. Whew. Yeah, I will say offense to, to Walters and Al. Um, just... Uh, just because I got to experience some offense um, when they're cheering for the Vikings. <laughs> oh. uh, I don't know. It's past six, so my official Joe.